Thank you, everyone. Life's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Life is very exciting. Let's just pray. Father, we delight to come into your presence, Lord. We thank you that you are our heavenly Father, that we are your children, that you love us immensely, that you are for us, that your favour is upon us. Lord, today as we come around the word, I pray that we will open our hearts and our spiritual ears and hear what you want to say to us to each and every one. We're so different. We're all different. And Lord, we've been different experiences in different places all week. But right now, Lord Jesus, I ask that you send your Holy Spirit and come and speak to each of us that we might hear you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God speaks. Um, this is I'm the fifth person to speak about this, so we're getting lots of variety, but it is really, really important. We need to hear God speaking to us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to tell you he loves you. He wants to tell you your future and give you hope and keep you way up there, excited in your journey with God. He wants so much. And I think this thing of God speaks, you know, when Ruth's talk, she talked about how, how the Word of God brings light. And light, when we read the Word of God, we kind of know what to do because the answers are in here. God, I can remember going for, well, I didn't go for a job. I was asked, would I take over the general management of a, of a multi-million dollar company? And I thought, I can't do this. I mean, I might have been coming up through the ranks, but the job was too big. And I thought, God, what shall I do? Four o'clock in the morning, God wakes me up. I'm bolt awake. And I thought, oh. Oh, my Bible's beside the bed. I just open it up. I thought, well, we. Oh, a friend of mine said you should read Deuteronomy. I don't remember why, but I opened the book of Deuteronomy and I read in chapter one, and God said, "I will go before you, and I will be your rear guard." And I, oh, I took the job. You see, God speaks to us because He wants to lead the way that He has planned for your future. He's always wanting to move you forward, not just to grow you, but to move you into the place that he has prepared for you. You know, God is so, so good. So he speaks to us. Then I know how he, how he brought a message about when God has spoken something, you know, we have to guard that because people will tell you, nah, it's impossible. Don't be so silly. It's not going to work. You know, this is what people will say. They don't mean to put you down. But God has said something and you need to hold on to it. Believe it. Say when it comes. When it comes. You know, I can remember God spoke a word to me. And, and the word was, look, I didn't even want to go there. I went to serve. I went to take registrations at the Baptist Church in Valley Road for some sort of a conference. I don't remember what the conference was, but I went there and I made cups of tea and made sure everybody had lunch and I registered everybody and took the money and tried to clean up afterwards. That was what I was doing at the conference. And God spoke to me suddenly, unexpectedly. And the word he put in was Russia. No, can't be. But you know when something is, goes into you and it doesn't go away, it's God. 
He will speak to you. But it's impossible. I told my friends I wanted to to speak it because when you hear something to add to that faith, you want to push it forward. So you speak it into being, don't you? I heard that. that, I had been taught that, that you speak what God has spoken to you. You announce it to people. Well, I came across that that, that criticism that, oh, don't be silly. Oh, one of my pastors said to me, Sophia, just hide it in your heart. (laughs) And, And I did. And it was utterly, utterly impossible. It was the 7th of July of 1990. Do you know what? I looked after the new Christians in my church at that time. And within the year, a Russian couple, they had been in New Zealand for one week, came to our church. Guess who met them up the front? Me. They didn't even speak English, you know, and I had to teach them English and they were teaching me Russian and it was just like, it was too hard. If anyone's here, Elena's not here, but I always say Drasvitya and that's all I can do really Um, because it's a very difficult language. But that sort of, and I sat with that and it came through and then I walked with them for two years to learn that she had two children. She'd left them behind in Russia and so... I said, oh, when you go back to get your children, that's what she was talking about, I'll come with you. She said, oh, no, 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 you can't just travel to Russia. I have to get the paperwork done and all the rest. I said, okay, okay, okay. And then she'd been over there three months. I get a phone call, you know, and it's like everything's prepared. You can come. Well, sure, but my bank's balance was zero. (laughs) How? How? You don't need to know how God's going to do it. He will do it if he said it to you. You know, and how? Anyway, on that Sunday, for the first time ever, I was asked to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And as I shared that Sunday, I I can remember being quite nervous, but as I shared, three people came up to me after that service and said, Sophia, We have been so thrilled to hear you. You know, I want to invest in your ministry, one man said. He gave me a piece of paper and I stuck it in my pocket. And then another couple, because I had been doing children's church for a number of years, and they had five children and the children. They said, Sophia, we so want to um, see you move on. God's really got something and all the rest of it. And they really encouraged and said, we want to give you this. Stuck it in my pocket. And then a girlfriend of mine, she said, oh, Sophia, she says, you know, I really, I think God said something to me this morning. I need to give you this. Shoved it in my pocket. You know, when I got home and I took those three checks out of my pocket, there was $2,750 there. That was Sunday afternoon. You know what I did Monday morning? I went to the travel agents. I got a return fare via Warsaw to go to Moscow. Guess how much it cost? $2,750. You know, God, if God tells you something and you've got it in your heart, God's word will not return to him void. God will, it will accomplish what he has said. You know, we don't have to know how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it. We just have to believe on what God has said. When God speaks to you, he speaks to you in your spirit. He speaks in your spirit. You know, Ian was talking about um, how he talked about guarding that word, just believing it. We sang it in the song, believe what God has said. Ian talked about, you know, when God speaks, we change. We are transformed. We become, I'm a very different person to what I used to be. Oh, there goes the alarm. 
So, so he talked about God changes us and there are seasons in our lives and we know that God is changing us. You know, they're, they're, I'm just different. I'm surrendered to God and he's changing. I'm thinking differently. I don't think like I used to. I think how the Bible says I should think. You know, they're, they're, my thinking begins to change. And then last week, Paul says, God just wants to tell you, you're his beloved. God loves you. If you can't hear God speak to you, how do you know? You know, oh, yeah, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, you know? No, we have to hear from God. It's really important that we learn that God speaks to us. And I know that he speaks to us in many, many different ways. In many different ways. In the, new, in the, NI, um, in the NLT Bible, 2 Timothy, I need some glasses, excuse me. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, the Bible all the scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Today, I, I want to talk to you about another way that God speaks to you. And this is probably the way he speaks to you every day. But have we learnt to listen? That was my biggest thing. Can we listen? How do we listen to God? He's speaking. Do you know, I, I, I was sort of, at one stage in my earlier walk, thought, God, everybody hears you. I, I, I don't hear you speak to me. You know, and, I, and I'm grumbling about something, and I'm reading in Jeremiah... And you know what I read? These are the words that I read. While, you, while you're doing all these things, while you're always so busy, busy, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. When you read that in the Bible, do you feel like, oh, God, I've got to, I've got to learn how to listen to you. And, you know, within a short time after that, I'm sitting in communion, like we had communion here this morning. And I'm sitting in communion in a, in a church many years ago, and, I'm, and, and, and we're taking the, and I was just in a, a lovely place with God. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for me. Thank you for your, I was in a lovely place, and across my thinking, deep from in my spirit, came the words, meet me at three. Really? Really? Meet me at three. I thought, oh, that can't be God, because I've never read that in the Bible. It can't be God, you know. He doesn't say the words like, meet me at three, you know. But it just, I went after the church, it just stayed there. I caught it in my spirit, and my mind heard it, and I, I, I tested my mind, and my mind said, yeah, it's God. I just, yeah, I, I, no, no, don't be so silly. And this is what, what goes on inside us. We, we hear something from God, you know, can't, that couldn't have been, that, that's, nah. Anyway, I carried on as usual. And then we went, we had some lunch together. And then my brother and my sister-in-law, where I was lunching, had visitors arrive. So I decided to hightail it because they had five children and there was another five children coming. And I thought, oh, I want a peaceful afternoon. So I got in the car and I drove up to Murawai Beach in Auckland on the West Coast. And I parked the car and it was a warm sunny day. There were lots of people at the beach. And I went down the stairs and as my feet hit the sand, I said, well, God, I'm here. I looked at my watch exactly three o'clock. And I said, well, God, I'm here. 
are you? And immediately I felt the overwhelming sense of the presence of God just flood through me. Meet me at three. Do it. When you hear that little voice inside you, just do it. Believe it's God. We walk by faith and not by sight. You know, and so we just do it. So I, I want to talk to you a little bit from, from the Bible. Can I just have that verse up from First Kings and chapter um, 19? I want to talk to you about Elijah. There's just, just one verse I want to talk about. 19 verse 11 and verse 12, two verses. I'll have to read it from here. The Lord, why don't we read this together? Come on, here we go. One, two, three. The Lord said... Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. I used to read this and I thought, how did Elijah know? How did he know that God wasn't in the earthquake, that God wasn't in the fire? How did he know he wasn't in the wind? How did, how did Elijah know that the gentle whisper was God? Because he knew God. He knew God. He was close to God. He was close to God. When we're close to people, we don't shout at them. We, my husband and we have a relationship, you know, and we whisper things to one another and we share things. We don't have to shout at one another and we don't have to go via somebody else. We just communicate with a nice, gentle whisper in an intimate relationship together. Well, as natural as that is, so is our relationship with God. Our natural, intimate relationship with God. Oh, God's never in my thoughts. Oh, isn't he? You know, well, move one step and you watch God run to you. Move another step and watch God come to you. Let him occupy our thoughts every day. You know, my best place is in the car when I'm driving by myself. I love it. I can't wait to be in the car by myself where I pray my music and I talk to God. And when I walk my 5Ks, most mornings, most days, I'll go for a walk and I'll talk to God. It's lovely being retired, actually. You know, you don't have to go get up to go, the time clock thing just changes a bit, but it's really good, but walk and talk and take the time to be with God. All right, so I want to talk about this gentle whisper. You know, the, the noise that's, and sometimes we just have to step back from all those noises, and our, the noises in our life can be loud thoughts. Oh, come on, you're not very good at that. You can hurry up. You've got to get this. You know, we have loud thoughts that are going in our mind all the time and they're competing with the gentle whisper. Sometimes it can be stress. Stress does this. You've got too much on, you're this and that, and you're here, there, and everywhere, and there's no room to even listen to a gentle whisper. <laughs> it's busy, busy. You know, confusion or troubles, all of those things distract us or stop us listening from that little voice. That little voice that we hear, that gentle whisper, 
it may sometimes come as a suggestion. Go and talk to that person. Go and visit so-and-so. Go and do this. It could be just a little suggestion. Sometimes it comes like a prompting, you know. It's like, come on, you know. And it's to do something or to read something. I can remember God prompted me to read the Bible, and it was in Joshua chapter 1, and I came across a verse where God promised the house that we wanted to buy was going to be ours. It was the most amazing thing. God always speaks to us about what's happening in the future, and we walk in it in faith and believe it and follow it until it comes into being. So, um, <clears throat> so yes, those, let me have a quick look here. Uh, Often when God speaks, it contradicts what we see with our natural eyes. It's the opposite to what it looks like. You know, God will say something. Look at what he said to Gideon. What was Gideon doing? He was down on the threshing floor. Um, and, and, the, and the wine priests uh, threshing the wheat and things. He was hiding because the Midianites were, trying, were robbing them of all their grain all the time. And we know that he was there. And, and, the, and, and the Lord comes and he hears a voice. And it says, mighty warrior. And he didn't hurt me. You know, he considered himself the least and the weakest in his tribe. God calls you what you're not yet. You know, God calls us, all of us. He called, he called Abraham father of nations. He didn't even have a child. But Abraham believed what God had said. You know, God speaks to us. And as we believe those different things, um, you know, what else have I got here? If you're struggling with addictions, and I know about this too, but when we're struggling with different things, those things, God calls it like it's not. In other words, if you have got stuck in something, I got stuck on nicotine really, I, got, I was addicted to cigarette smoking, I, I used to smoke, and I couldn't get free from it by myself, I needed, needed God's help. But over myself, I, I, I found that I didn't want it. And God saw my heart, but I had to declare, I will stop. I will stop smoking. I had to tell myself, the more I told myself the positive, the more that I moved out of that whole thing. And then one day God just broke it off. He knew. And the same, when we're tied up and, and something's holding us back, the Bible says, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Now, who are you going to believe? yourself, and you're going to look at this, because I'll tell you what, everything that we see is changing. You know, when you get sick, well, I'm going to be well. I am going to be well, because the truth is you are going to be, you, things change. You might be financially struggling. Well, it's only a time. This is, not, this is going to change. The Bible says, no, you are, God blesses you, and he prospers you, and he gives you abundance. What will I believe? We have to choose, don't we? And God speaks to us in, in those ways. There are, um, look, at, look at the circumstances with David and Goliath. You mentioned David. David and Goliath. What, David, he was only about 12 and he was anointed to be the king. He remembered that, but he was a shepherd boy. You know, he was, just, he was out there looking after the sheep. And at 17, he goes to the front line where his brothers are fighting and the Israelites are fighting the Philistines. And the Philistines are huge people. And the hugest of them was Goliath. He's nine foot tall, for goodness sake. If I stood on the chair, I still couldn't reach the top of him. You know, and here comes young David, a 17-year-old. The circumstances say, oh, come on, no way. No way. Come. The people would have looked and mocked at him. You know, it's just no way could David fight. But when God says, 
He stayed on the word of God. God had told him he was going to be king. He believed that one day he's going to be king. He's going to fight this battle. It gives us courage and it strengthens us and it gives us boldness when we stand on the word that God has spoken to us. You know, the same happens with the cancer thing. I, you know, it, it's, it's like the mountain. It's like that, that, that huge mountain in front of you. And you think, oh, I've got the news. It's just, you know, and it can. But, you know, this gentle whisper that will follow says, I'm a God who restores. I bring healing. You know, what are you, you going to declare now? Are you going to say, no, I'm going to go through all the treatment I'm going to go through? Or are you going to say, Lord, I need your healing touch on my life. Restore my body to its fullness. You know, Claim, speak life. You know, there, there is, um, I wrote something. We are discouraged by what we see, but encouraged by what we hear in our spirit. So we need to learn to live by faith and not by sight. Okay, let's keep going. In 1 Kings chapter 18, there's a story of Elijah where there was a drought in the land and the, and the drought had been going for a long time and the king at the time was in pursuit of Elijah. If he could get him, he'd get him and throttle him, really. He was out to kill him, really. But anyway, the time comes and Elijah, God, God spoke to Elijah, go and see the king. And he goes to the king and he says, I hear the sound of rain he tells the king, and it's just like, there he is in the court. What do you mean? We've got drought. There's no, no clouds in the sky. No, nothing. It just looked impossible. But he knew that God had said he could hear the sound of rain. So he goes out to the mountain, and he begins to pray. His servant goes with him, and he begins to pray. And he says, can you see it yet? No. Did he say, oh, I didn't hear that right, did I? Oh, no, I don't think. No, Elijah, he gets back. He says, go again. And he gets and he prays it in again. And he goes again, go again, seventh times. Don't give up on what God has said to you. Press into God. Press into what he's saying until you see it come to fulfillment. I don't know what God has said to you. I know what he said to me. And God is faithful he is incredibly faithful to us. You know, you, we have to listen. We have to learn to take the time and to listen to the um, gentle whispers of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, a couple of years ago, I had um, a young lady in my foundations class, and she told this story. She had three little kiddies, three little preschoolers, and she had been out at a mother's group and um, they had been at a picnic. And at the picnic, there was a pond. It, it wasn't summertime, so it, it was, but they hadn't been swimming or anything. They were just, but they had a picnic and they all got together. Anyway, they, they enjoyed their time together and they were leaving. And as they were leaving, all the children were there and everybody was looking after everybody else's children. But this lady says, oh, I can hear my middle child calling, mummy, mummy. And, oh, where, where is my daughter? She said to the others, oh, don't worry, she'll be with one of the others. They're all looking after them. And in her spirit, God said, go back. So she went back to where they had the picnic to see her little daughter going under the water. She had been in there for a while. 
if this lady had not listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit, that little child would have perished. God speaks to us for a reason. He does. He speaks to us for a reason. I heard, I heard this, this story of this pastor. This pastor tells the story about another pastor. I don't know either of them. But he said that this guy, the pastor, was driving along fast. He was just heading off and driving and enjoying, but he knew. And he heard a voice in him say, slow down. Oh, no, 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 no. And he carried on, and he kept going. And he said, second time, slow down. And he goes, and, he's, and he comes around the corner, and right there, police. The police were there. They picked him up. He was speeding, and he had to pull over. They flagged him to the side. They pulled over, and the policeman comes to the window, and the pastor says, I knew you were going to be here. God told me that you were going to be here. And the policeman says, really, you know? Can I have your license, please? <laughs> so he goes out and he checks his license and, he, and he's out there checking the license and then he comes back and he gives the license back to this guy. He says, you better do what God tells you to do. <laughs> it's just, there are stories. You know, you never know when, you, you, we have to learn to listen to this little gentle whisper that goes on. God is for you, you know, and there are good things. There was a, a uni student she went to university for three years. She did a, a, an accountancy thing. And in her class was this young man. It was a big class, but there was this one particular young man. And the voice inside her, her spirit says, invite him to church. Oh, no, 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 no. He won't want to go to church. He's not, he's not that kind of a guy. No, no, no. Anyway, this was earlier on. Towards the end of the year, many semesters had gone by. Towards the end, she finally overcame her fear and her uncertainties and all the things that stopped her. And she went to him and she said, would you like to come to church with me? And he did. You need to come to church with me. And he did. And it was, toward, it was in the last week of her uni. She moved out. The, the city, went to another place, got a good job. A couple of years passed by. She got married to a lovely Christian man. And then she comes back to her city. And she walks into her old church. And there is this young man. He's wearing a badge. He's welcoming people at the door. And she's astounded. Whoa, look at you. <gasps> look at you. You know, and she was excited for him. And, and they were pleased to see one another. And then her husband comes up from behind, and he goes straight up to this young man, and he gives him the biggest hug, and he said, man, it's great to see you, and the wife's sort of looking there, and she says, how do you know him? She said, he's the man who invited me to church, and I gave my life to Jesus. Those moments when the Holy Spirit speaks to us can be destiny moments. You know, they can be moments that she asked him to church, and look at what God did. He was the man who brought her husband to church and into the kingdom of God. You never know. God is speaking to us all the time. All the time. There's a, a friend of ours. Um, this is just another very simple thing. But not long ago, um, Kevin is a farmer up in the Taipa area. And he, he was out doing things with the cows early in the morning and it was a cold, chilly morning and it was raining. It was miserable. Anyway, he had attended to the cows and he'd come back to the house and he's at the house and he's having his breakfast and inside him came, check the gate. And he looked, no. 
And he's busy, he has his breakfast, he's cleaning up, and he hears it again, check the gate. And he looks outside and it's miserable. He says, nah. It's very easy to ignore God's voice, eh? And, and anyway, he's busy doing his things and he comes to the Bible study that Ian and myself were doing in Taipa last, last year and he's, he gets a phone call. He needs to go and check the gate because all the cows have gone out onto the road. But you see, God warns us about these things and he's speaking to us if we could only learn to listen to that gentle whisper. God will say, say something kind to that person. He will show you. You know, go and greet that person. Go and visit this person. Do this and just little things. So every act of obedience leads to a blessing. It leads to a blessing. Um, so which voice will you listen to? The loud voice in your head or the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit? God, in Psalm 25, it says that God has secrets he wants to tell you. If we could just listen to what he wants to say. God is going to whisper secrets to you to launch you into his higher purposes. You feel like you get the prompting, God's going to do great things. I want to do great things in this world. I want to do. keep believing it. Say, Lord, show me, show me, take me higher. Lord, I'll listen to the voice. I'll do these little things. That, and you, these little things can be just, I can do that. I could serve that person. I could come and serve. I could be involved in this. It's just giving a little bit of our time. You know, our biggest enemy often is busyness. And on the last note, I just want to finish on this. I read this yesterday. It talks about, does anyone do their word for today and do busy, busyness sickness? Did you know that busyness is a sickness? Well, that's how it's described here. I'll give you a definition. I'll tell you what he says about it. He says, those who have it zoom in and out of lanes in congested traffic. They try to be the first off the plane even though they must wait forever at baggage um, claims. They honk at you if you don't take off like a racehorse when the traffic lights turn green. Okay? So they tap their fingers against anything they can find when they have to wait, and they punch the lift button repeatedly to attempt to move it faster. You know, I thought, oh my goodness, I think I've had some symptoms of, of busyness sickness. I better slow down. <laughs> I better slow down. Slow down. Listen to his voice. The gentle whispers in your heart is God speaking. What's he doing? He's taking you to the fullness of the purposes he has planned and prepared for you. You know, God is so good. He is so good. He has the very best for you. Keep believing him for the best, for the best, for the abundance. Declare it over your lives. God will. You know, I heard about um, uh, mothers and, and what they see with their children. They're praying for their children, and they're saying, God, my child is going to be something great for the kingdom of God. My child is going to make a difference in this world. And the reality of it is that child spends 50% of their time in school detentions at lunchtimes, you know, He's, and it's always in trouble. But the parent is declaring life over that, that child, and you need to declare life over your children. Just declare it, because when you declare it and you believe it, God will do it. All right? God is a good God. Thank you. I'm just going to take you down the Roman road for a moment, if you don't mind. The Roman road. Romans 3.23, for all of us have sinned and all of us fall short of God's glory. 
We all do. Romans 6.23. The wages of our sin is death, spiritual death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans 9. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved. If you believe in your heart that Jesus died for you, if you confess with your mouth that he is your Lord, you are saved. And Romans 13 says, call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. This morning, if you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you listen, and it's the first time you've heard it, respond. Don't ignore it. Respond. Respond. Come and see me at the front. I'd like to see you. I'd like to talk with you. I've got, we've got Bibles down the back. We've got little booklets that we can give you and get you started on an exciting journey on walking with Jesus for the rest of your life. Father, thank you for this morning. Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you will encourage everybody that you're always talking to us, but sometimes we're just not listening. So today, Lord, today is a new day. Today is a new day, and we want to hear your still, gentle whisper in our lives. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.